right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, we're back. Uh, we did episode eight, part one last week in honor of Kobe Bean Bryant, which means episode eight, the actual eighth numerical episode. Uh, we're back in the cut. And 8.2, GJ, see? 8.2, natural. I didn't even think about 8.1 for 81, too. Mm-hmm. It all it all plays out in our favor, even when it's not on purpose. But Wait, uh, speaking of Cole, before we continue on, did you <laughs> – I feel like there's only a handful of people in our entire lifetime that we allow to give themselves nicknames. Vino or yeah. Black Mamba. <laughs> <laughs> you just like gave Black me- Mamba was what he gave himself. He's like, I'm the Black Mamba. And it's like, okay. Names work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sorry, continue. I had to mention that. Well, no, I, I took an interesting point. I'm trying to think of others. I feel was the king self bestowed. Mm mm. Who gave him that? Sports uh, Sports Illustrated. No, they gave him the chosen one. No, he was already the chosen one in high school. They oh, gave so they king gave him king that, later? I think, I, think, I think when he got his Nike deal and he was coming into the NBA is when he was the king. Mm, feels like a pretty young king. Yeah. Most Sounds of like them were jo- back in the day. Though. Yeah, it's like a Joffrey Baratheon king where it's like, yeah, let's let him grow up a little bit. Listen, but you remember Joffrey. I, I mean, not for the positives. Oh, I didn't say you love Joffrey. I said you remember him. We don't, I can't tell you what. what hey, they, they don't. Qualities. They don't. They don't boo nobodies. Listen, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what redeeming qualities Genghis Khan had, but Genghis. Genghis hey, he, <laughs> Genghis he, Khan. He brings us all together. You're like a third of people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He was very fertile. I guess that's a positive thing. Yeah, him and Wilt. Allegedly, but uh, allegedly, Wilt allegedly, Rodman. allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, that, that one's a little more new in, in history. So we'll, we'll throw the allegedly tag I'm out there. Sure a third of South Philadelphia is our Wilt Chamberlain kid. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't shock me. But I digress. Uh, you have a number eight. I, I I have one. I'm going with. There was a few different ones that came to mind, but I'm curious to see who who you're going with first. So I don't think you'll see mine coming. Well, when I eight is my number, it's my, my favorite number is what I wore uh, whenever I could grab it. But I'm not going to go me, of course. I'm going to go one of the coolest number eights that doesn't get his due for actually having enough swag on the field of play that people didn't even realize he didn't really have swag in real life. And I think that that's what I have to roll with. The original Storm and Mormon, Steve Young. Okay. Of course, descendant of Brigham Young, which is a little known fact. Steve Young was was certainly one I considered. Um, Good to talk about him with the Super Bowl coming up. And and the guy who just finished his USFL contract five years ago, I think it was, like 20 years, a million dollars a year until he was like five years ago. Keep getting them checks. Keep getting them checks. He probably donated most of them because, you know. Mormon. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the better of us yeah yeah there's there's something uh yeah i mean he he was he's a superstar i mean he, he was one of those rare cases where someone is actually able to follow in someone's footsteps that is you think won't have footsteps able to be followed if in if that makes sense um i, I guess he had a couple years uh you know even leading up to that where he got a little run so you know that yeah. probably helps but 
um, you know, definitely at the time was not an easy feat to step in to Montana's footsteps. So Bro, Montana, it blew my mind. Double check this because you're the Googleable. Steve Young only has one Super Bowl championship. Uh, it depends. Do you count starter? Starter, yeah, starter. I believe he has one as a starter. He has three. Which, yeah, I think he has one as a starter because he kept losing in the games, in the big games, and that's when he won. And he was like, he finally got the monkey off his back. But that blew my mind to realize Steve Young only has one as a starter because I know he has three as a professional. But it's just wild that a guy who we believe is this great only won one for himself. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always think back to him as, as a proud member of the Los Angeles Express above all else. Um, I don't know how you could think otherwise, but uh, let's see here. I'm taking a look. So, yeah, 92 won the MVP after taking over. Um, well, that was while Montana was hurt. And, yeah, he made the Super Bowl run, it looks like, in 94. Okay. But, yeah, advanced – uh, that's crazy. In the in the divisional round in '93, so the year that they lost to the Cowboys in the AFC Championship, they won 44 to three in the divisional round. I I would I would assume they covered the spread that day. It's it's amazing to me. But yeah, they um, ran into the Cowboys of the early '90s, which hmm. it's kind of hard to hold that against them. But also, you were on a team that was still at their peak. They so. nah, they they allowed Deion Sanders to leave, so I can't really feel some kind of way. Even though I hate the Cowboys, you allowed him to go to the Cowboys, and then you lose, and you wonder why it is. Mm. Prime time, baby. Can't lose prime. Yeah, well, I I think we'll have probably an episode where we show prime some love. Oh, got to, got to. Prime is the man. I think the the greatest athlete in probably ever. And when it comes to modern day sports, modern day sports, so Over I'm Bo? not counting the wilts, I'm not counting counting color TV. What about Bo? Where does he fall on that? I, I think Bo was a tremendous athlete, but Dion was consistent, had time and some and the best ability is availability. Yeah. He came back and played for the Ravens at 37 and was a primary factor when he went to the playoffs. Like it's a different kind of guy. And I think Bo was amazing, but I think that Bo won a lot of people over with how little he actually played and how much he did in such a short period of time. That's fair. But yeah, I, I have one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give an honorable mention because, of course, Carl Ustremski wore number eight for the Red Sox and has a number retired and is an all-time legend. But I'm going to throw an ultimate curveball, and I'm going to go with a Yankee. Mm-hmm. I'm showing a little love uh, to one Yogi Berra, who – is the source of many of the funniest lines that I still reference to this day. Deja vu all over again. Deja vu all over again. Uh, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. A nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. Uh, a- another great one is when you come to a fork in the road, take it, which I've come to learn through uh, tremendous research was actually a reference to the fact that to get to his house, you did come to a fork in the road and no matter which way you take, it would lead to his house. So it actually kind of made sense. Um, Basically what we're trying to tell you is that Yogi Berra was actually a Negro league baseball player, but they let him play for the Yankees because he was just amazing at his quotes, because that's what these sound like. Sound like straight up Negro league. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the best one, though, for baseball specifically, is baseball is 90% mental and the other half is physical. I remember that being a quote that my dad used to love giving us as a, a coach. But, yeah, I mean, they're just the life quotes. You should go to other people's funerals, otherwise they won't come to yours. Yogi Berra might have had a learning disability. Like, the more uh, he Yeah, he, I mean, he, he may have just been drunk all the time. But he did get to 10 series, didn't he? One ten series. I know. He won all of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I couldn't remember if he lost any, but I don't think yeah. Yogi Bear ever lost, baby. Never lost. Yeah. Maybe he did lose. I don't know. 18 yeah, all-star yeah, games. I mean, and and a catcher, which is a, you know, a position after my own heart as a former catcher. I can always show a little love to the position. So tip tip of the cap to a great Yankee. Although Yogi, it hurts me to uh, say Yogi that. Was a, Yogi was a great pick and a greater player than Steve Young was. I think Yogi Berra is one of those dudes that I'm not sure how good he was because everybody around him was so great. That is like, even though I grew up cheering for the Phillies and the Yankees, it was always like, I get it. But I always liked the modern day catchers because I felt like they always had, if you modern day catcher from like any modern, like 70 on, then you got to do with a lot of stuff that those guys back in the day were like, what was going on? You can't use pine tar. Oh, they did. They not starting in spikes anymore. Steroids. Like it was like a lot of weird stuff like that. So not I to mention just actually having to catch balls that move. You did. <laughs> like yeah. I like. It's always been funny to think about what would happen if you put Babe Ruth in the box and suddenly you let uh, Bob Gibson or uh, Clayton Kershaw or one of these dudes with Pedro just unreal movement. Yeah, I don't think you have a problem with the, you have a problem because they're all great pitchers. I think you have a problem with the Tim Wakefields of the world. I think he's like, what the <laughs> he's like, that's this? not allowed. That's illegal. That's illegal. Yeah, like you can <laughs> I think he'll find out how to hit speed. I think he'll be like, Did you spit on that ball? Like I feel you, like but, be, but like I'm just thinking like I mean a Kershaw 12 6 that drops four feet, he'd be like that wasn't that would to them defy the laws of physics because they didn't have the analytics to look at spin rate and the like. But he also was drunk, too, so he probably would be like, oh, I just must That's be true. too drunk. That's a good point. Uh, but, yeah, it was just a little love to Yogi. Um, and, yeah, you, Steve, Steve Young's a great pick as well. Um, happy Groundhog Day, which is, you know, as, as we know, one of the most important holidays out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's also National Chocolate Month, also known as Black History Month. National Chocolate Month to Hershey. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure that's a coincidence, by the way. Yeah, you know, chocolate food for chocolate people. You know, they don't really give a fuck about us. But hey, get diabetes and celebrate MLK. What more could you want? Cheers to that. Gin, gin, baby, gin, gin. I think uh, it's interesting too that like, if it's funny how many. I always say that there's 27, 28, or 29 days in February because 29 on a leap year, 28 on a regular year, and then 27 because people forget this Black History Month until at least the second day in. Yeah, yeah, they, they got to wait for, like, the first news cycle to come through. Mm-hmm. They, they need to hear about the first event in Black History Month to realize that it is Black History Month. That makes sense. Yeah, or they're like, oh, we talk about Rosa Parks again. It must be Black History Month. Well, it's, I mean, it's her birthday uh, two days, I think, this week. Sure. Let's go with it. Let's so, go with it. Shout out, to, shout out to Rosa. Shout out to Rosa, man. And as a, as, as a top 15 living black person, you know, I love that we remember our legends, but I think we got to start remembering people outside of Black History Month. Man, yes, I did say I'm a top five living black person. Um, and you'll be surprised at how easy it is to be top 15 in this list. So, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people lost their spots in the last five or so years. So I'm, I'm just slowly moving up the list. But I think that we need to, you know, 
start to start to appreciate the Black History Month even before McDonald's starts giving out red, brown, yellow, and blue bags. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you won't find me disagreeing. I can certainly say that. Um, you know, to take it on a totally different note, because this has been on my mind today, uh, which is, you know, for sure, totally consistent with the conversations of Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Do you see that EA is bringing back college football? Indeed, I did. Indeed, I did. Well, they're not bringing back college football. No, well, no, no. I, I didn't say NCAA football. I said they said college football. Yes, yeah, bringing back college football, but it was always NCAA. And I mean, some of the biggest crooks in the history of America, but that's a different conversation. It's dope that they bringing them back. Of course, I got to. I've been wanting to do, like, I still play NCAA college football 2012. So I still play that from time to time on my PS3. Uh, you know, it was a lack of black universities back then, but hopefully, you know, they, they'll have the Jackson State, you know, have prom on the sideline. It could be some cool stuff, man. Like, I, I told you earlier that I would be more hyped if it was basketball but then i thought about it, i was like he hasn't made a good basketball game in a long time so i'm happy that it's a football game even though they haven't made a good football game in a long time nah, yeah i mean the only the only good because college hoops 2k was already way yeah, that, and that was 2k yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I, i'm definitely more excited about ea ea has the control apart from maybe espn nfl 2k5 which is certainly probably in the game hall of fame that was my jam EA has football unlocked. 2K will always have basketball unlocked. I mean, that's because, you know, one of them bought an exclusive license. But Well, uh, yeah, I mean, but even before the exclusive license, you know. Nah, 2K football was the truth. You think? Oh, man. You get 2K football was that work. And they actually changed the game every year where EA doesn't do that, so. That's true. That's true. But I, yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to like have Dynasty mode back. I, even though it's gonna be like Alabama Orange as versus or like Alabama Red are gonna be the team names probably. Like the same way like Pro Evolution Soccer is this way. Mm-hmm. Like um, th- like the team names would be like Manchester Red, Manchester mm-hmm. Blue. But like you know what the teams are, and obviously you're just everyone's gonna download rosters anyway. So. Like, there's so much hype for that game that those rosters are going to be updated daily with, like, the actual up-to-date player names and, and coaches and all that. So, like, I'm not really concerned about the fact that it's not NCAA. No, there's there's going to be workarounds on that. But, but they, I mean, they are Dynasty gonna, Mode's going to be the way to do it anyway. So They are going to have 100 schools in it. So it's going to be 100 schools. They acquired 100 playbooks. They acquired, like, 100 traditions and acquired, I believe, like, 100 um, – songs like the homecoming songs and stuff like that so the schools will still be in it it might of course be named something differently but yeah the dynasty mode is going to be dope seeing how they do the pipeline again seeing if it's actually going to be a good football game and i feel like this is an opportunity for them to literally just make remake some of the greatest teams of all time like you can Mm -hmm. easily do that you can make an all heisman team if you wanted to which i don't think they've ever done so it'll be interesting to see what they put on the front or even if they have those types of trophies in the game. Or, ooh, what if they made a team of all of the people who got their Heismans taken back? How many have gotten them stripped? Probably not that many, but I'll play Reggie Bush at every position. I, I'd be down for – you know what I would kind of be interested to do would be Heisman finalists but not winners. But also to kind of have the more interesting ones. So, like – you know, I, I'm trying to think of some random ones, but like, 
who who's the running back at Stanford a couple like Bryce Love like just some of the names that like we've already forgotten about because they didn't do it at what we may have expected in the pros but like just to remind like these dudes balled out in college like Andre Williams is one year at BC uh when he was a Heisman finalist or Manti Teo you know he had a little more of a NFL career but uh, like those would be the people that I'd like to see in there most is people that like didn't pan out. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have the ability to maybe have like a 90 overall Matt liner or like those types of players where it's like, you know, that that's, that's what I always loved about that. It was like, the they, guys should anyway. they should literally just make teams full of legends because they're all out of college. Like that would make a lot of sense, but EA sports hasn't really made too many great games. So I'm excited about it, but I'm also like, okay, let's see what you do with it. I also want a dynasty mode for like uh, where you can have different sliders, like the 08 Florida sliders where all your players get arrested. Hmm. And I think that'd be interesting. Yep. yep, He's suspended for, uh, or, or, you know, let's make it as real as possible. Your players are suspended for trading jerseys for tattoos. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to like throw shit at the wall at this point. Like, I just think that'd be funny above all else. I mean, but, I think that's, uh, that speaks a lot to how poor EA Sports games have been that you even got to throw that out there. This should just be like a, a easy – it's hard. This game – this this game don't sell a billion dollars worth is because the game sucked because it is tailor-made yeah. for them. They have no competition from what we know of. There's yeah. been six – it'll be seven years of nothing but hype. Yeah, so if they screwed us. Who, who do you put on the cover? probably put anybody on the cover they should do legends like uh like they should do they should do a a a, a um, what's it called a collage of the seven people who didn't make the cover because they didn't have That's a game what i was kind of thinking like you throw burrow on there uh kyler murray let's say yeah baker kyler like even if you just did the last seven heisman winners yeah that's what i mean mariota like, yeah yeah i mean like, I don't who, think... who else would be on that because denard shoelaces was the last one I don't know if uh, what's the name would be on there. I mean, Zeke would have to be on there. Derrick Henry, Lamar's got to be on there. Lamar's got to be on there. So yeah, Mariota won in fourteen. So he won the Heisman. He was in NCA fourteen. So the yeah, people that are 14. yeah, people that are uncovered now are Derrick Henry, Lamar, Baker, Kyler, Burrow, and now Devontae Smith. I can go without. I, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't think Devonte Smith would even be on the cover if it was out this year. I feel like he burst onto the scene that was dope and all that, but I feel like they would have picked somebody else. Right well, there. I mean, because that's the thing; they'll never be able to put an active player on it. So, like, usually it was just someone that had just gone to the pros. Yeah, I know what it is. Don't you can't yeah. scoop me in this. In this I'm saying, oh, so I'm, actually, in that case, maybe you do put Mariota on there too. Yeah, I'm talking about like know. nobody gives a fuck about Devonte Smith. Like, no, he does. He, he doesn't sell like those other guys do just no. in terms of name recognition. No. And yeah. He wasn't I, the best receiver on his team at the beginning of the season. So it's like, okay, that's cool. That's cute. It, it's weird. Like he was so dominant, but like, I, I don't think he's going to be drafted as high as people think. I think he's going to be dropped top 10. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I do think he'll be drafted high. I, I don't know if he gets in the top 10 though. I could that's see people awesome. being worried about his size. I mean, like, like that's a tale as old as time. But he's a wide receiver. They don't give a fuck about size as much as we pretend they do. They keep drafting little guys all over the place. Not usually that high, though. 
when you win a Heisman or in a contention, yeah. Because <laughs> usually the small guys that they draft are from smaller schools or they're from like schools where like they don't win that much. And it's like, okay, you had a great time for this mid-sized school. But like when you go to an Ohio State and Auburn and Alabama, a Clemson, nah, you good. You're going to be out there. The only reason the little guys who ball out of these schools don't get drafted high is because they do dumb shit off the field. And it's like, oh, well, we can't take you high. That's true. That's true. Yeah, no, I, I just want legends, though. I want to – and, you know, above all else, what they need to have is all Texas, you know, all USC. Like, those are the ones that I want to play with above all else. It's just like, let me have, you know, Kyler in there with Barry – or not Barry Sanders, but uh, Billy Sims or, you know, and I, I don't know how many of those you can do, but – I mean, there's plenty. You can do all Alabama, all Oklahoma. I mean, they're going to have 100 teams in it, so it's not like they should yeah. have a shortage of talent to pull from. Yeah, I'm wondering what the – I would assume they have everyone that's in Madden because if they have their rights to have them in Madden, they have them for EA, I would assume. I don't think so because they're signed with the Players Association and Players Association doesn't represent EA. So, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, a lot of it's going to be downloaded, I would think, yeah. at least this, at least the first year or so. Maybe, maybe they get some exclusive deals after the fact, but I, I feel like the first couple of years may not be the case. They should – They should. I feel like part of it is they should just make a, a semi-fantasy game where depending on whatever your opening sequences is and things that you choose, that determines what the schools are. Like, if you're like – if you want to – Return fucking Devin Hester kick off. Like, I don't know, like some shit like that, where it's like you determine what it's going to be. But when you play online, there is a, a basic setting where it's like every school is equal or some ish like that. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to really, I don't think they're really going to get it right for everybody anyway. So it's like, just make it as customizable as possible. And then you can kind of pick and choose how you want to do it. Yeah. I, th- I think this first game is going to be very hit or miss. I think either they're going to have had so much time to develop this that it's going to be unreal or there's going to be like growing pains of restarting this game franchise where the rights aren't there. You know, some stuff just isn't quite right. Like you said, like ratings are off Mm -hmm. and I could see there being some criticism of that, especially when hopes and hype is so high that I think inherently it's going to be hard to match that. Um, So I wouldn't be shocked if it not flops, but disappoints to open and then they have to kind of grow it out from there especially when you realize you're paying an extra 20 bucks for the legends packs and it's like okay cool yeah thank you again yeah yeah i mean i'm I'm just excited to have that back it's like i always enjoyed that this is not going to come out this year so next year be the earliest it drops yeah so 23 no 22 well 22 would come out this year no, I'm, oh, you mean oh, like, oh, yeah, you mean, so, you oh, mean yeah, this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm saying uh, it's going to be interesting too to see like if we actually force EA to do things that they not they don't just keep repackaging. Like I'm surprised, I'm really surprised that they have not brought back Fight Night when they do these UFC games anyway. Like I'm really surprised because they got that stand up right, but they they mess up a lot of the other parts. And Fight Night to me, and is they have the boxers in, they have yeah. boxers in the game. They've had Tyson, they have exactly. Fury and Joshua this year. And if you just did like a a fight night based around different characters, like you did like a Floyd fight night, 
where you get to go through Mayweather's whole career and you get to pick if you stay pretty boy, you go for the money and things like that. Like, there's so many different paths you can take. Even if you did a straight up Legends fight night where, like, you got to play the guy, the Gaddy Ward trilogy, you got to do these things like that. Like, I, I love fight night. I was really good at fight night, but I think fight night is one of those games where it was just straight up. You can pick it. Even if you didn't know what you were doing, you could pick it up and learn it. Where these other games, you can't really do that with anymore. Yeah, no, I, I think that'd be fun. And, you know, there's just so much because they have so much control over it, too. Like, it'd be really dope if you can even hybridize that, you know, almost like the same way that when you play college football, you can import your character in a career mode to Madden. Mm -hmm. Like, it'd be dope if it was something where, you know, let, let's say you're running uh, Fury. And you're like, yeah, no, I'm going to go fight Sipe. And, like, you can just kind of go into that game and almost, you know, I'm just thinking big here with next-gen consoles and, you know, let's go crazy and, like, do hybridize the game because that's just going to in inherently bring up sales, you would think. Uh, I think that I, I agree with you, but I think that that's why they haven't done much to improve things because they know they're always going to sell. I think that that's really what it is. I think that's one of the reasons why they, they just got lazy. and they just kinda, Like, they're, to me, the fact that they stopped making – fight night the fact that they stopped making the street series nfl nba or mls street the fact that they just stopped making all of these other things that were selling at a high level but they had to actually i felt like those games took a lot more imagination than to be like okay we're going to make another madden and we're going to make it a little bit darker than the like like it, it they're not really yeah, nothing changes with gameplay or yeah. that's why that's one of the reasons why i think that it took them so long to bring back nba live which is still trash it's just like they realized he actually had to change up things and improve dramatically. And I don't think they were willing to put the effort in to potentially fail because they didn't, I don't know, maybe they just didn't have the ability, but you would think a, a company the size of EA and what they do is make games, will make better games more consistently. You would definitely think, I, I feel like there's probably, you know, the, the money's coming in, checks are clearing. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're still, you know, they're probably thinking they're giving us money. Why do we have to put more work in? Mm -hmm. They're buying. Yeah. And the profit probably says that that's a success. Like they might right. really think that the stuff they're putting out is amazing because it's still selling like crazy. But that's when you need somebody in the room to be like, listen, you're not as good as they say you are. You're not as bad as they say you are. This game sucks. I know what the sales say, but this game sucks. Yeah, I think because it's crazy because FIFA has the same thing. Like this year's FIFA, last year's FIFA got a ton of criticism for the gameplay of it this year's fifa's gotten even more like it's a, there's great stuff you can do in menus and they have added there but it's like the no one you know I, I even watch you know near pro fifa players and they're like i just don't want to play the game like i like playing the game because there's fun stuff you can do with it but the actual playing of physical games on there is not fun that's sad that's like like that's real. That's like crazy yeah. sad. That's like that's like one of one of musicians. Like yeah, I actually just hate when I have to perform. It's like that's what you're supposed to love to do. It's like nah, it's just what I do for money. And that's yeah, no, like there's there's really some of that because like people are like there's great different challenges you can do or you know they do different stuff where there's different objectives to play for. And it's like yeah, that part's fun because it gives you something to play mm -hmm. for. But you get into the game and you're just like this is not good. You know, and it's like that has to be so frustrating when that's your livelihood. And, you know, and obviously the complaints have been coming in since FIFA came out this year, which is months ago. So it's like, 
nothing changes, you know, how, you know, but you know, the problem is people still like opening ultimate team packs. So like the money's still coming in because yeah. that part, that part of the game is fun still, you know, but it's like, you, then you go to play and like, I just, the, the gameplay is not right. So yeah, I wish, I wish they would get some of that stuff fixed up for sure. I wonder if they're going to, like, I think it's to me, there are so many EA games that they just stopped making because they were making so much money being mediocre. Like you can't tell me that SSX tricky wasn't an, a dope ass game. And then I'm like, going to play that tonight. It's so good. It's so good. And it's like, well, you know, that takes a lot of, it seems like it takes a lot of effort. So let's do this other thing. And I can't knock the hustle, you know, like I can't be like, well, you should do this because they're winning. They're still winning. Yeah, I mean, you, but it's you, like, at what cost are you actually winning? Work smart, not hard. It's the, it's the motto that they have there. So, um, yeah, it's sex tricky. That that game is a certified classic. Banger. All-timer. Like, that, that was a staple in my uh, – Rotation as a kid? Not even as a kid. In college, that was a staple. Yeah. Like, like we, we had it perfected where when you we would do the, the, the trick showdown on Garibaldi Peak, which is like the base level where you can do the easiest tricks. We had it down to so much of a science that if you messed up your first trick or two, we would just start, stop and restart. Like mm-hmm. and, I, and we would do it like 150 times before we got to the first jump, because that's like I, I played it for a couple hours. Uh a month or so ago and I got a score of over a million and I didn't even come close to the top five that I have on there. Like, like it was something where, uh, you know, Jimmy, who obviously, you know, the audience won't, but there was a point where at like say 10 o'clock he came into my room and I took pride in being number one on that, (laughs) on that leaderboard. And he was like, I beat your record. And the way he, he tells the story, I don't know how accurate this was, probably fairly, but uh, maybe a little hyperbolic. It was something where, you know, he wakes up the next morning and he has a text from me from like 1.30 in the morning. And it just says like, I beat it. And I would have stayed up that whole time to beat it, you know, like, and, and just stop, restart, restart, restart. Uh, it, it made people crazy, but it's a great game. So, you know, when mm-hmm. you find something that works, Still makes me happy to play that game, dude. And I played it on the GameCube. Like, I, 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 I literally brought my Wii down that I had back home at my parents, and I brought it down here to Texas because my GameCube had stopped working. Dude, I still play that pretty frequently. Yeah, is isn't the um the 007 games EA? I think that Golden Eye. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, EA made made them from '99 to '06. It looks like MGM mm-hmm. Interaction did too, and then now Activision took over. Yeah, it's just like they had so many dope games and franchises and stuff, and then it just was like, and then it just turned into FIFA and Madden, which I was a big fan of both. But it was like they had such a variety, and now it just feels like they do one thing, and they don't even do that one thing well anymore. Yeah, it looks like GoldenEye was released by a company called Rare, but EA still had multiple 007 games, which were okay. great. Like Agent on, Under Fire was one that I had played with friends growing up. That was great. 
Uh, we used to play Snipers Only. It was a phenomenal game. I played. I played it. <laughs> phenomenal. I played it on uh, my cousin's sixty-four. I think. Did they have it on sixty-four? Was it sixty-four? Sixty-four would have been Goldeneye. Yeah, I had. I mean, played Agent Under Fire was like PS2, GameCube, OG, Xbox. Well, it must have been GameCube. My brother had GameCube. I had PS2. He had GameCube. Yeah, GameCube was like I, I never had one growing up, but in college I was like I just feel nostalgic for this. Like I remember playing all kinds of games. Oh, it's a on terrible there. system. It's an absolutely terrible system. Oh, terrible! But it's like it's one of those. It's so bad that you love it. I think at least yeah, I do. Love. Well, listen, we loved the GameCube. It was just a terrible system. It corrupts credit. Credit card. It corrupts memory cards. We pull them out too soon. The disc gets scraped up. I mean, just the controller is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a bop it. The controller <laughs> yeah. is like a bop it. It's like, what is this? But we yeah. had a great time. Hit the Z button, MLB. and you're gonna hit. Oh yeah, MVP baseball. Yeah, MVP baseball. I got MLB that one. hits. I mean, uh, NHL yeah. hits. NHL hits. N- NFL blitz. NFL blitz, and then, I think it was MLB blitz. So it was a, no, it was a baseball one where you get to fight. Uh, MLB, like I remember, I remember when it was MLB 2K. Like this was pre MLB the show. Yeah, I know so that. It was like, but yeah, like, no, not the 2K one. It was, it was like, it was like blitz for baseball. It was insane. Might be hits. I mean, hits would rhyme. Slugfest. Hit. Slugfest, yeah, because yeah. hits with hockey. I think it was. Yeah, oh, yeah you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah MLB so Slugfest. Play slugfest and everything. That that MLB Slugfest reminds me of like when they cause they tried to do it again on other platforms. Remember the Bigs? Yeah, yeah, I remember the Bigs. That that was like I feel like because uh, Slugfest was like a little before the time that I started playing video games. Probably yeah, just it was, like it was when I was, I think Slugfest was when I was nine or ten. Yeah, my 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 first system, just because my parents didn't want us playing video games, my first system was a PSP. So that that's oh, what so that was like what oh four. The first game I got, I think, was MLB 06, the show, the first okay. show. So yeah. it would have been right around that time, but it would probably been out for maybe a year. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was like you know GameCube at friends' houses. And, I was like, yeah, I miss those days. The the life was more simple at that time for, sure, <laughs> for me. Life life was far more simple. I was a recess all star, uh, all pro recess quarterback. You know, those were the good days. I used to love at recess where you could do you could really not really do any wrong during recess, but whatever you did during that time will come back and bite you as soon as the period's over. Like if you kick the kickball on some girl's face. It's like his recess. We'll get, we'll deal with it when you get in line. You get in line, and then you go to the principal's office. It's like I was running around for forty minutes. You just now sending me to the office. Yeah, because they they needed to still get you a little bit tired, and they didn't feel like dealing with you yet. Yeah, they was like, I'm actually on break while you are. Yeah, yeah, we didn't understand it at the time. Becky, we'll pick your teeth up when we get back off break. Dude, I could, I probably like, I feel like doing recess, you could, unless you just got out of line when you needed to line up, you could do no wrong enough to get in trouble. Like, everybody saw the nonsense that was going on. It's like, it's recess. Yeah. You ever hear the theory about the cartoon recess? Uh, something about that is familiar. And so I feel like when you say it, I will have heard it. <laughs> But I yeah, nothing to, came to mind. It was a TJ Detwaller and the guys. Um, so, yo, it's amazing. It's absolutely. It's very. It's one of the most underrated shows of our of our generation. Because if you know about it, you know about it. Then the people who yeah. don't really know about it, it's like Arthur. It's like if you know about Arthur, then you know about Arthur. Arthur was the goat. Arthur is amazing. Arthur is amazing. The shows that we had made no sense, but they were so good. So good. 
we'll, we'll have to we'll do we'll, we'll have to do like a deep dive. You know, you know what I'd love to do is just like run through so much stuff from you know, obviously there's a couple years between us, but like overrated, underrated. Oh no, but we got but we gotta do it. We gotta start off with like who had the better quality of cartoons, not the most, not the most icon, but the best quality. Like when you got a batch of these cartoons, who had them best? All right, you ready? Yeah. Cable television or network television? So like ABC, Fox, CBS, uh, that's all network. I and mean, you got Nickelodeon, Disney, cable. See, I would go to for for what I grew up on, mm-hmm. it was cable. Mm, I'm gonna go network, Cause my, like like because my fr- and I'm not saying there's anything against that, but like when I was growing up, it was Hey Arnold. SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I got every episode of Hey Arnold on DVD right now. Ed, Ed, Nettie. You know, like I'm, I'm throwing Cartoon Network in there. Uh, you throw Cartoon Network in there, but you know, it's crazy though. Agent Kid, Net- code name Kids Next Door, classic. But, but Network Rocket TV, Power. Get give me that. Amazing Twister, Maurice. But, but Network TV had the classic cartoons plus the new school cartoons. So you would get Looney Tunes, and then you might get Recess, and then you could get like. Um, the Weekenders, which is my favorite cartoon that nobody really knows about. And then you could also get like Batman and Spider-Man and then X-Men. Like you can get all of the DC and Marvel stuff on network TV, plus like the recesses of the world. That was the thing. Like, I wasn't I wasn't a superhero person at the time. Mm. So I it, it didn't hit me quite the same way. But like I loved watching and I know it's still on there. Like Simpsons. Tom and Tom and Jerry still runs on all of that. used to be on TBS all the time. Yeah. But yeah, like now it's on Nick, I know. And so that it like I, I used to love the Wild Thornberries. Classic. I, Wild Thornberries. I could not stand that show. Like really? I like that show to me. Oh, was, that's heartbreaking. Oh, it was so boring. Like it just was so boring. I will watch it. I used to watch Rocco's Modern Modern Life and Doug and get more excited than than Cat the Dog. Cat Dog was a show that I watched a lot, but I didn't really I you know what I've really been with Angry Beavers. That was my jam. You know the Angry Beavers? I don't think I ever saw Angry Beavers. <laughs> Who the Angry Beavers? I, 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 oh, okay. I, I recognize them, but I don't think was this Cartoon Network? No, this was Nickelodeon. Nick? Was this one of those things that just like okay, yeah? So I think this is one of those things that just perfectly falls in the gap between our ages. Mm. Because the last time an episode aired was oh one. I was six. It, it, re, it started re so you would remember it because they used to play it when they used to play like it used to have that block where it would be like Hey Arnold, Cat Dog, Wild Thornberry. Like it would be like mm-hmm. that weird block. They used to play like slip that in there like uh, Angry Beavers. I'm sure I saw it. Like I like when I look at them, I recognize the characters, yeah. but I could not like I don't remember consciously watching it. What about Dexter's Laboratory? That was my Dexter's favorite Laboratory. Person. Yeah, for sure. Dexter's was my- Dexter's a legend. Uh, all right, all right, but what, what block are you like? Are you where does it stop for you? Where you stop caring? Like, is it fairly odd parents? Is it? I was like, watching that. Um, I feel. Hmm. Good question. Because because I'm also trying to think of it in the context that I have a brother five years younger than me. So like, I had that extra exposure beyond like just what my friends were watching. Same, same. I got I got younger brothers, so like it was like I just got to see what they were watching before like when it wasn't really relating to me anymore i'm trying to look at like what was playing in 2010 because like because i i it's almost easier for me to date it to like 
I've, I've moved away from cartoons when it was like Drake and Josh, Ned's okay. Declassified. Like, I, I almost feel like that's the more clean break of like when I went to real, like uh, real people versus cartoons. Because I, I also was never the biggest cartoon person just because my parents were like, yeah, this is dumb. And also me, I was watching Sports Center. Like, <laughs> I, I would have rather watched Stuart Scott. RIP than most cartoons and that's just how I always was so it's like I, I definitely wasn't even a big cartoon person like I, I know I would like them and would have liked them and probably wish I'd watched more but the one that I think you should really just pull up and find like I have every episode of this on DVD too but the weekenders because even though it was a kid's cartoon they used dry humor they changed their clothes every day so it was over the weekend but they changed their clothes every day it was really a smart cartoon even though it came out when I was younger and it only has like three seasons, I think. Like you should find a couple episodes of the Weekenders and just watch it. Just let me know what you think because yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever seen these characters. I would I wouldn't deny it. Like I, I feel like I was the only kid, the only person that watched that cartoon. But like I'm telling you right now, watch two episodes. Do me the solid this week. Find two episodes. Anyone that sounds interesting to you. I mean, they got great episodes. great ratings. So they they got to be on Disney Plus, I'd assume, right? I don't. I'm not sure. It was one of those weird shows that I feel like I don't know who owns it. It said, I mean, it says it was on Disney. Yeah, it was on Disney, but it also came on ABC. That's why I was on Disney. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm going to try and ABC. pull it Saturday. up here. Say now. I, I've been trying to watch like stuff that I've missed, like anime and, and stuff where it's like, I know I probably would like it. And I just never really gave it the time of day. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's how I've missed a lot of things. Like, even like Lord of the Rings. Like I never watched Lord of the Rings growing Neither up. I, never I watched it for the first time over to Christmas Bird. Yeah, I watched it for the first time like almost a year ago now. Like right when, you know, quarantine and work from home Dude, really kicked up. When I was a kid, because the first one came out, what, 99, 2000 or something like that? Something like that. Damn, it's not there. My uncle, my uncle, he, uh, he literally bought a home entertainment surround sound system specifically for the DVDs of Lord of the Rings in the early 2000s. Like I remember I, that. I, res- I respect that. I, Dude, I, I was like that. Yeah. Shout out to Uncle Troy, man. Like he literally, he like Ivan. When I say this man literally bought this specifically for Lord of the Rings, he waited until like he could get, I think, all three of them before he even invested in it. And then he closed his door and lock it and play these movies on loop for weekends at a time. That that's real love. It really is. Like I, I, I'm, I'm still at some point in the next couple of months. I really should have done it a couple of weeks ago. I am vowing to because I'm like that with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like the the movies aren't the cinematic masterpieces that we look at Lord of the Rings are, but just mm-hmm. the story I've always loved. Like that was my thing growing up. How do you feel um, about J.K. Rowling overall as a person? I feel like that says it. Um, okay, back to the storyteller. She's she's one of those people. I am very appreciative of what she created for me. I think she should stop talking about changing it now like uh when when they released harry potter and the cursed child which was like the the screenplay um that they were doing basically a you know broadway but an england show of harry's son and malfoy's son going to hogwarts together and being friends and and all this other stuff And, and there was some you know different fan service in there um Hermione was was played on stage by a black woman 
mm-hmm. and which I'm all for. But then it was also weird where like J.K. Rowling be like, yeah, I always envisioned Hermione as an elderly black woman. I was like, Cause that's weird because when you described her, she was an 11 year old white girl. You know what I mean? Like you could have made her a black girl because there's like th- three black characters in the entire series. Yeah, and Stormzy could have played Harry Potter. that i'm down for because (laughs) here's my hottest take on harry potter i think harry potter himself is an overrated wizard that's not really a hot take i feel like everybody realized that when as the books and the movies progressed harry couldn't even get anything right and he realized he wasn't as cool as we thought he was yeah the people that have read the books and are real potterheads i think will recognize that and understand that opinion uh, but Harry Potter, I, I like to jokingly use the terminology. He's a system wizard. Um, so what do you, uh, he's Tony Parker. So what do you feel like, um, but how do you feel about JK Rowling and all her anti-trans comments? Not a fan. Um, yeah, that, that, that definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And for someone that created something that I very much enjoy, um, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely rubbed me the wrong way. And if some of you can remember what they are, let me read a few just off the, off the cuff that I happen to just pull up now. I don't even know if they're good, bad, indifferent. They're going to um, be bad. <laughs> they're they're going to be bad. They'll be magical. Because the other thing is, like, I, it was just such a – I think part of what was the craziest was, like, it seemed like such a crazy jump from, like, the progressiveness that she had previously at least tried to show. Like, she was like, yeah, Dumbledore's gay – you know, I envisioned Hermione as an elderly black woman. And like, even on those ones, you could be like, okay, it's weird that you feel the need to state that, but like, I can, I'm fine with that. And I was like, okay, I, I can at least appreciate that you're trying to be progressive with your storytelling. But yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you uh, illustrate the listeners on uh, some of the also things. I also have a hot take that I don't think JK Rowling is a great writer, but that's a conversation we can have right after this. So first one that came up is, People who menstruate, I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Wombin, Whippon, Woman. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's kind of clever. Can't lie. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, I've never felt as shouted down, ignored, and targeted as a lesbian within our supposed GLBT community as I have over the past couple of years. This is something that she took from a letter that was posted in a blog and willfully used GLBT instead of LGBTQ. One more, one more for the audience. Clear the throat. If sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of men to meaningfully, to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. This is your queen. No. <laughs> um, this is white people's. Uh, this is white people's Maya Angelou. <laughs> 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 that see, my, my Angelou is more my queen. Like, like I, I literally when at work they have us write out our definition of success. Mine is literally a Maya Angelou quote. Like, this is y'all Maya Angelou, J.K. Rowling. Not mine. Not is mine. Rowling? Is it Rowling or Rowling? I never remember. Um, but when I look at it, I always want to say Rowling, but I believe it's Rowling. I'm go Rowling. 
But I, I think it's the American in me where I'm like, no, that should have two L's. Yeah. yeah but also, she has messed up thoughts too. So I'm going to call her JK Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So y'all, what y'all going to do for y'all Maya Angelou? You know what I'm saying? This is y'all. Who, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny too that I, I always thought it was funny when like she came out and was just saying a bunch of shit about communities in which she isn't a part or probably doesn't really know much about. And people were like so upset about it. And I'm like, y'all made her a billionaire. Now you want a billionaire to back down? Like that's not how billionaires work. Yep. You know, and you're gonna keep reading her works, obviously. Like I think when you are talented, people don't really care what you've done. They just care if other people care for what you've done. <laughs> yeah, like Michael Jackson. Like Mike, Mike never did anything, sir. Allegedly. Unless you're talking about him R. not Kelly. having a nose or him. R. Kelly. We'll go oh, yeah, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly. 100%. Robert Kelly. William Cosby. Mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson. What do you mean? Uh, sorry, allegedly. But what do you mean? You're talking about him stealing his own stuff? So what did O.J. do besides that? The glove didn't fit. That's fair. Well, when he played football, they used tape on the knuckles because it was more accurate. They didn't really do the glove thing. Yeah, they still they were still using stickum at the time. Hello to the world. Like <laughs> Simpson is he he is the person who is probably agent zero for CTA. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, that had to have been CTE or Roy Rage if that's if he really did what they say he did. Like that's insane. Yeah, like, that's sure. a wild thing to do. And then, and th- did you ever see like his comeback? Like when he got acquitted and he was just like in rap videos and he was just out partying the entire time. Like uh. that's some crazy. If you say I'm not black, I'm OJ, which is one of the dopest lines in hip hop history because of Jay Z. But like I'm not black, I'm OJ. That has to be CTE. Even if you're Uncle Tom, Uncle Ruckus would be like, "Well, I am dark technically." So. uh <laughs> Like it's wild. Was OJ the first Uncle Ruckus of our generation? Not ever, because we know history, but I don't know. Because OJ, OJ was like Tiger Woods. They was black when it was convenient. Like when Tiger got in trouble, he was like, I want my community to stay behind. I'm like, who the hell is your community? Like, I know <laughs> the mixed age, the Blasians. I don't think there's enough of them to stand behind <laughs> you, Tiger. Tiger never put no golf course in the hood. Jupiter, like, Florida? Jupiter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were slummited in Jupiter. Stanford? The Stanford Alumni Association? You dig? Like, it's it's different, man. That's what I When think I think diversity, old. I think Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you get admitted into Stanford and you accept, you're, you're, you're like... You become race. the color of their football jerseys? Now, I was going to say, your race automatically lightens by 30%. Like, whatever it says, like, if it says black, you got to go on the color wheel and go 30% to the left. Poor Toby like, Gerhardt. That guy is clear now. Dude, Toby Gerhardt. Cle- actually, no, clear, clear is a different category. That's for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby, Toby, Toby was the second coming of Mike Allscott, but he peaked in college. Yeah, he was a problem. Dude was big as hell. So what, what's the word I, what I'm, that I'm looking for here? Uh, transparent. That's a better word. Transparent. I feel like transparent should be used for people. Who translucent. Are... I feel like translucent should be used for every white woman who calls the cops on a black man. Like so, you should be translucent. But basically, every white woman that was mentioned in Bill Burr's SNL monologue. 
No, but I like some of those bitches. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, trans, we didn't say translucent's a bad thing. No, we just you just gotta be different from the white people we like. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be like we can't. Oh, just I, I, I got the I got the I heard this. I was on TikTok earlier today. You're on TikTok. You're a pedophile. What were you supposed to say, sir? Calm down. No, I, I don't. I'm not that kind of on TikTok. But I, I saw I, I saw a video. You kind of be pregnant. I feel like once you go in, you go in. <laughs> uh, no, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I forget what the what the premise was. And it, it, this black dude, or, or no, it was this white person yelling at someone for being racist. And the black dude cuts in. He goes, "We need a new word for." like non-racist white people and he's like he, he's thinking he goes croutons because everybody loves croutons <laughs> and i was like i never thought i could be a, appreciate being called a crouton because it sounds like such a demeaning thing whatever you're saying but i'm with that's you. how that's how you know white people the only thing that white people have won unanimously over black people in the history of america is the name calling like we oh, gotta yeah. keep throwing new shit at y'all because nothing equals the N word. Like in, no, in I, I think Bill. I think Bill Burr said that, or, or maybe it was Louis. It was like, "Call me a cracker." Okay. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. The only the it is weird too because everything that we call in white people now is like mainly food. Like it's Wonder like bread. mayonnaise, <laughs> bread, mayonnaise, like crouton. Like we literally just change it. Y'all, we well, must that's, that's because you you guys know how to like make good food. I think uh, <laughs> we call you all the shit that we don't want in the food. Like we, like we can't just call you grilled chicken because that's what we. <laughs> <laughs> That actually is funny as shit. Like, if you call somebody a grilled chicken if he a mixed kid, because it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's black, yeah. But real, but you're not. <laughs> you only just got a slur. You got a new slur for mixed kids. You grilled chicken. Like, what? <laughs> Let me add that to Wikipedia. Synonym for what's, mulatto will be grilled what's, chicken. <laughs> what's worse, calling somebody food that nobody likes or calling somebody food that everybody wants? That's got to be something that no one likes. Has to be, or or something where you just know it's that like mayonnaise. Like mayonnaise is good on like a sandwich here and there. A may, a may but they're, they're, it's just so such amounts. a yeah. It's such a like because yeah. I think that's when it's, it's like if that's your entire essence, you just feel that that and, that one is like that's bad. And it's like yeah, we only want white people in small amounts. Like you coming over here dominating the whole sandwich, man. Just a dollar. Just a dollar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like it's wild. It's it's absolutely wild how mad people get when you call them mayonnaise. Like it's mayonnaise. Because like, yeah, like you said, in comparison to any other racial slur, nothing. Dude, I don't know how white people did. It. I feel like white people had black people ghostwriting the slurs. Like I don't believe y'all came in with all this stuff. <laughs> no way we were that funny. <laughs> yeah, like we built the White House and you said you can't go in it. So why not? Why we probably created the N word and y'all was like. Sounds about right. For <laughs> us. <laughs> Stole it and was like, don't tell nobody. Yeah, it's white man's burden to let you work, but also take everything that you give us. For sure, for sure. That's the American way, man. Like, that's what it's With about. Case, I, love yeah. I love when Chappelle was like, when he was like, yeah, you know, this is the anniversary of the forefathers uh, finishing Declaration of Independence. And this is me pretending to be one of those forefathers. <gasps> Nigga, hurry up and get back to work, man. I'm trying to go see. It's like, damn, man. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. The world that we live in.
Ain't shit changed. I feel like we should just have like the more you know. That should be the name of this episode. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah. The more you know. I, I think it's interesting too, like how white people have just kind of given up on athletics and started playing games that they know that we don't care enough about right now. Like, not that we can't play it, but we're not really looking for like, yo, what's these, what, what does, what's this, uh, what's it called? What's racquetball looking like these days? You know, squash. What's squash popping for? Yo, uh, you play cornhole? Like that ain't really, we ain't really get to that point oh, yet. I, I, whoa, watch what you say about cornhole. That's my game. That, that That's where you, I might go for what, sir? And you are what? Um, I'm a crouton. crouton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, I banged some cornhole, but I knew white people still had the power when they put that shit on ESPN. I was like, hold on, dog. Like, no, we were and not we on ESPN, the Ocho. It's on actual ESPN. It's on actual ESPN, not news. M- not- me- meanwhile, yeah, J- Jackson State is on uh, ESPN3.com. Yes. And it's ESPN3 <laughs> only if you're in the South. Like, it's like you yeah. can't blacked out in every part of America. Like, that's the fact that they put HBCUs on ESPN3 and they put Cornhole on big ESPN. I'm like, oh, y'all still got the, y'all still got the juice. All right. I see how this is going to go. I'll tell you, white people will invent a new game just to win. They'd be like, all right, man. So you took, so you got everything? Even you got, you don't got hockey. We still got hockey. All right. Oh, you got race car driving now? All right. Hacky sack and Cornhole. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, where, where there's a dream, there's a scheme. You, you got to find a way to win. Tiger Woods took over real golf, and y'all came out with uh, what's that? Uh, frisbee golf. <laughs> he was like, all right, well, oh, baby, froth, baby, all day. <laughs> yeah, no, that that that's my. I think my favorite Robin Williams bit was about Tiger and talking about how you know black people took over every sport, and the one last frontier was golf. And his line was, "The athleticism of a black man." And the Zen of a uh, is his mother Thai? I forget. Chinese. I don't. Yeah, he's Chinese. Chinese. Mm-hmm. It was the Zen of a, an Asian woman. He goes, even a German geneticist couldn't have thought that one up. <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's it's funny too because I always love that whenever black people start balling at something white people used to ball at. They start talking about everybody else who ain't winning and how good they're going to be. It's like, so yeah, you know, uh, four, five, and six, man, they're really up and comers. I think they're going to lead the tour one day. It's like, well, can we talk about the guy in first? <laughs> you know, yeah. He's going to ignore the guy with. <laughs> like when white people started, by the way, white people it, it, start. Thai and Chinese. So we're both Thai right. and Chinese. When and black Dutch. people, when white people started letting black people play in college and they were like, uh, yeah, we got this new recruit coming in. His name is Billy. He's going to be really good. I'm like, you know, you got a black starting five who's balling right. Yeah, yeah, But I mean, I was just thinking like even like the Jelly Bean Bryant days were like, they were just like, no, you're not allowed to dunk. Of course not. Why, why would you Why would you be allowed to do that? It was like, your name is Luau Cinder? No, nah, we can't have you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're changing it to Kareem? <laughs> Kareem Ooh. Abdul? Sorry, you can't. Oh, wait, touch there's the more. <laughs> can't touch the room, sir. Can't touch the room. Uh, but I'm what seven to three. Shell tops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is that swoosh sign on your uh, sneaker there? That can't be allowed. Is no ankle support only. Listen, Matt. Can you name one white basketball player that they changed the rules to, to change for? I can't. I really can't. I'm not even joking. Like, I really can't even want because if you think about all of the rules that we know of today, that came because they were like, this black guy's dominated. Will, Allen, Shaq, Shaq. And um, Russell was goaltender. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can't name one white dude. I can't name one white dude that's like, damn man, we gotta we gotta even this game up a little well, bit. Well, was the drug policy in for Bill Walton, maybe? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that one. <laughs> that's funny as hell. A little do we know like he getting all these black guys suspended, he's like, y'all doing the wrong drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I once heard an interview with him. He said, You can only get lost if you know where you were going. <laughs> I think that, I don't know how he was able to raise a kid. I think that Luke Walton is going to, when Bill Walton dies, Luke Walton is going to go into therapy. He's like, yo, yeah, y'all don't even understand what the hell happened. He gave me acid in my Similac. And you know, uh, Luke Walton hung out all the black people at Arizona too. So like, he was a different kind of breed. Yeah. Was he there with Gil? He was there with Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson played with Gil, so he might have overlapped. I mean, that's a stacked call. Enchanting Fry. So, he, yeah, he was Arizona 99 to 03, which, let's see here, have to, have to have been uh, season's wildcat. I mean, he had Iggy for a year. Mm-hmm. He had uh, – let's look at the NBA draft history. That's going to be the way to do it. Yeah, Richard, Gill, Luke – Iggy Fry, and then a couple others who weren't like superstars, but he and he just missed Mike Bibby, I mm-hmm. think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. What happened to Ar- why? Why isn't Arizona like still there? I feel like they should be a more attractive. They were, but they had those sneaker scandals. They were still well because they had Stanley Johnson. They had they had some some very good recruits, if not great recruits. And then that whole sneaker Adidas thing happened, and they've been kind of trying to make a comeback since then. I mean, they hey, I will say they had three draft picks uh, last year. Yeah, no, they oh. still they still hold series, but two of those draft picks was in the second round, wasn't it? Uh, uh two first rounders, eighteen and twenty two, and then one basically right at the end of the draft. Yeah, who With I had, who I'm Nico Mannion, high school, huh? I've been making with that kid since high school. Nico Mannion? Yeah. He's a red-headed Jewish dude who made it. From Italy. Well, he's really American, but yeah. he's But born, born in Italy. Italy. Yeah. It's just like, uh, what's name was born in Germany? Who was it? Uh, Every American soccer player? No, it was, a, it, was a bad, it was a point guard that we all know. He was born in Germany. Oh, was it Kyrie? Uh, Kyrie's Australian. He, he's Australian. Australia. There's another person who was born in Germany. Who was it? It was a she- it was somebody we all know. I'm about to look this up. Yeah, I'm gonna try and find it too. Like, do you remember a team? Like, no one's sticking out. Dennis Schroeder? No. Nah, not Dennis Schroeder. Because he's like he's straight a, up German. He's American, but he was born in Germany. Okay. Because his family was in the military. Up oh, Dirk Nowitzki. That's gotta be who it is. <laughs> I mean, Dirk Nowitzki's. That left shrimps. And he's married to a Nigerian. Who, Dirk? Mm-hmm. He's married to a black woman. That's why when you see him come in, he'd be wearing, he had on platters. He had a paper plate with aluminum foil you on it. Yo, there's a great, there's a great video of Dirk Nowitzki walking into the fucking arena with just a styrofoam plate with some foil you over it and like walking down fast because he laid and I'm like, Dirk definitely just came from the barbecue. Dirk knows the deal. Still can't find it. Uh, 
I, I don't. I also don't know what to search. That's the problem. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm having. It's because it's because I keep searching stuff and then it just keeps giving me foreign players and I was like, that's not what I'm looking for right now. Yeah, it was it was Shaq. Shaq he grew up. He grew up in Germany. Oh, okay. Because yeah, he was born in what Newark, right? He's born in Newark, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Shaq. Like I know he, he played over there, but I feel like there was a point guard on. Uh... I mean, let's just say it was Kirk Heinrich, and we can move on. You know that Kirk Kirk, Kirk has such an underrated NBA career. I agree. Captain Kirk was great. He made it. He's an Olympian. He he's in the toughest draft class to look good. Hmm. Well, one of. I, I won't say the of. I won't say the best, but one of the best Definitely to look good. Yeah. And I think he played longer than nearly everybody in that draft class. I think he played like 15 years. Uh yeah, I mean he was around forever. And he was around for so long. And I feel like the reason we don't realize it is just he never left the Bulls. <laughs> so you're, you're just like, oh yeah, well Kirk Heinrich's been there for a little while now. But also he was only there for eight years. Oh, he went back. That's right. He kept going back. Yeah. Right. I forgot. I forgot. He played one with one season in Washington, one in Atlanta, and then was back with the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, he played fifteen years. It looks like. Yeah, dude, he was a. He played like a lot of games. Like he didn't play like fifteen years in like two games here or fifteen. He played like sixty plus games almost every year. Like he was a seventh overall pick. He earned it, I think. Yeah, like there's a and again, there's so many. Even take out the best of the best, there are so many productive players in this draft. Like, even the ones that get forgotten about, like Josh Howard. Or, you know, like, even like the Travis Outlaw, DL. Dude, I banged with Travis Outlaw when he played for the Suns. Yeah. He's a beast. I mean, yeah, this was Mo Williams in the late second, Corver in the late second. Creighton's own. I mean, you have the undrafted guys like Calderon, Marquise Daniels. Like, this was such a stacked draft that it's like, it's amazing. You can totally how forget many, how good he was. Yeah, because he because he played so long and he never was an outstanding player. He was just a good player who was good for a long period of time. This makes me sad to look at as a Celtics fan. I gotta say though, because we took Marcus Banks thirteen overall. Very good defender, the toughest defender I ever since said was ever on him. That's cool. Um, I would have rather had David West, uh, Dio, Outlaw, Howard, Barbosa. We did take Perkins. Wouldn't have taken him at 13. Uh, but, like, yeah, Luke Walton and Capone were the first two picks of the second round. I was like, those guys were in the league for a long time. Jason Capone is a three-point champion. Two-time, I believe. Yeah, two-time. Back-to-back. Bang, bang. One of only a few to do that, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's three that won three in a row. I know that. Yeah, he's the last guy to win it back-to-back. That's for sure. That's here, crazy. Here, here's trivia for you. Hit me. Do you know who dethroned him? Jason Capona? Yeah. Do I get a hint of the year? Uh, no? Yeah, I can give you the year. Uh, the year was 08 where he got dethroned. Yeah. So he won 06, 07 as a member of the Heat, won 07, 08 as a member of the Raptors. So he lost the All Star game out in Phoenix. In 08, 09. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I, I can give you a couple other hints um, if you need them as, as we're working on it. 
hit me. Maybe one more. This player was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers. Hmm. We drafted a lot of bad players who had skill sets. Was it Kyle Korver? No. He wasn't playing for the Sixers at the time of this. I don't uh, think he actually ever played for the Sixers. He just happened to be drafted by them. Hmm. I can give you a college, and I think it'll give it away. So I'm curious to see if I can give you another one first. Um, let's see. He's from the state of Ohio. Give you that. Okay. Played his college ball there as well. At Ohio so, State? He did play at Ohio State. It's not Aaron Kraft. <laughs> Aaron Kraft. What a name I haven't heard in a very long time. Wow, Aaron Kraft. Uh, but uh, he was not the highest. He was picked 21st overall. And if I had to guess, he was the – third player drafted from his own team in that draft. That's insane. Because it will be the Greg Oden uh, Mike Conley draft. Yep. Uh, let me think who else was on that team, though. He only played one year there. Played one year from Ohio. Was on that massive Ohio State team. I don't know how you are with numbers. I can give you his number. He was a high school teammate of Norris Cole. There's a fun fact. Wow, Norris Cole. I banged on Norris Cole when he was with the Heat. They, they later face each other in the 2012 NBA Finals. There's another hint of where he was okay, at the time. So he was on the Heat, and he was on the 2012 was the Spurs. It was either the Spurs or the Mavericks. It wasn't the Spurs or the Mavericks in the Finals? No, let's call it back to someone we talked about leaving uh, for greener pastures earlier in this episode. For, for a Oh, Golden State? Well, no, it wasn't them, but where where did he come from? Oh, the Baby Thunder. Yeah, yeah, he's with, baby the, he's with the Baby Thunder. Oh, was it? Uh, no, it couldn't have been him. Throw it no, out there. It's not Serge. That's what you're <laughs> no, going. no, of course it's not. Serge. <laughs> it also wasn't Nick Collison. <laughs> <laughs> Has a number retired? Only one. The only Thunder player was very number. deserved. Very deserved. I agree, actually. Weird, but I agree. Shit, this is good. I won't say it's deserved that he's the only one, but it's deserved that he got it retired. I think it's deserved he's the only one because he's the only one that's retired. <laughs> that's definitely part of it. That's definitely part of it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, see, let's see if you got a guess. All right, so Ohio, Ohio State, played for the Baby Thunder, three-point champion. This is going to eat me the fuck up. I'd give you more accolades, but he really doesn't have any. He, yeah. was, an, he was an all-star in the Israeli League in 2019. 20, damn, so he's still cooking. All he's right. still cooking. Yeah, he's not retired. Who is it? I'm, Ooh, that's a hint. He's still cooking and not retired? No, just that he's still cooking. He's still cooking. I'm burnt. I don't know. Daquan Cook. That was Daquan. <laughs> oh, Daquan. <laughs> Damn, I can see him now too. He's one of those people where, like, you're like he always seems small on a basketball court, and then like, so I, I I had this thought recently because I saw a clip of Iverson's high school football highlights, mm-hmm. and you're like, he's a tiny person in mm-hmm. the landscape of the sport he played, and then you watch that, and you're like, oh yeah, no, that's right, 
like small NBA players are just like regular sized big humans. Yeah. Iverson literally <laughs> like, is a regular sized person. Yeah, like he looked big on a football field, and you're like, you know, that dude, like Daquan Cook was six five. Yeah, and Linky. I, I, I would have bought five eight the way he looked <laughs> compared to some guys he played with. Not quite that much, I but like six, six two. I don't know. He's six five. No, he was a big dude. Yeah, yeah. He was. A, you know, that's one of the reasons why he didn't survive in the NBA because he didn't have a position. He was a tweener, but he wasn't. He didn't have a good enough handle to be a point guard, and he wasn't skilled enough to be a shooting guard. So he was just a utility guy. I mean, he was there. Uh, I mean, I mean, he played with the goat. So I don't know how you didn't know that. To be honest. But Greg Oden? No, no, the real goat. <laughs> the real goat. Come on, Johnny <laughs> Deebs, baby. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, are we over John Diebler on this podcast? We're not over John, but some people are ghosts and some people are gods. Fair, fair. Come on, man. It, it's like I, someone was talking. I know you disagree, but so we won't need to get on. But someone was basically saying uh, people need to stop calling everyone goats where they're like Brady versus Mahomes is goat versus young goat. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, we call Mahomes like, you goat. Like you use the emoji and it's all fun. You know, Tom Brady and the people of that level, of the John Diebler level, no, no, that's where you need to say it out. Greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. Saying it <laughs> and it, and it is different. It, it is yes. different. <laughs> yes, yes. Greatest of all time is different than they're one of the goats. Yeah, no, that's just, that's cool. Like, I'm one of the 15 greatest living black people, but I'm not the greatest You're living You're not black Denzel. People. Nah, Denzel's top five all day. Who's who's number one? Is Denzel. <laughs> okay. I, well, then why did you say top five? That would indicate that there might be people above him, I think. Because, because you know, it depends on what mood we get in Denzel in. You know what I'm saying? We get training day Denzel, he might That's be two. We get Malcolm X, he might be one. You know, he might be one, two, and three. Because it ain't remember that the, I mean, if, if you want to go for, like, I feel like white fan service, remember the Titans is the way to go. Nah, because they, they were racist. So you got to go with a movie like that that doesn't have anything to do with them looking bad. So you got to go with, <laughs> I was about to say something completely wrong. I was going to say, yeah, when they don't look bad, you got to go with glory. <laughs> I, think, I mean, he got game. That's still probably my favorite Denzel movie. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's many. Yeah. But- Man on fire. I, I'm not a fan of flight because like the one time I watched it was the night before flying. And I didn't care for that particular memory <laughs> when I got on a plane, but they survived. What do you mean? Like, so. Yeah. I'm, I was just, I was like, I'm just trying to get home. Speaking of Denzel, I just watched this new movie twice and I was. Oh, uh, little things. Yeah. The little things. Looks good. It was up. It was just so, so. Okay. So it was so deflating, so deflating. But you know, Judas and the Black Messiah come out next week. Comes out next week. Been waiting on that for a year now. So I hope that restores my faith in these releases because there hasn't been one that I actually thought was good. Like Wonder Woman wasn't good. The Little Things wasn't good. Um, but I need Judas and the Tenet? Black Messiah to be amazing, huh? Where'd you fall on Tenet though? But that wasn't an HBO Max thing. That was like a, okay. I mean, like an HBO Max. Okay. Slash, yeah, yeah. Like one, of, like it's in the theaters and you get an HBO Max. Like, yeah. I don't have HBO Max, so it really doesn't HBO hit me. HBO Max, HBO Max is popping. But like, I, 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 I got the, I got the trial. I got the trial, and I, I did enjoy it. It's just, 
Uh, but fun fact, the guy that did some work on our house was in a movie with Denzel. There's a my my two de- my two degrees to Denzel, <laughs> and he was supposed to be so he was in the Equalizer with him. Okay, and That's he played Equalizer. He played the FBI. I haven't actually seen the movie, so I'm speaking so from what I've been told. It's the only it's the only uh, what's the name he's ever done. The only sequel he's ever done. Yeah, too. I hadn't never picked up on that, but yeah, he does. I, I respect that. He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to ruin my franchises. But, <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah. So it, the story that I was told was essentially, so he played the FBI agent where they have a phone conversation. He was supposed to be on screen for this. And then from what I was told through him was they were basically like, or we could just keep the camera on Denzel the whole time, which I think even he was like, Oh, it's fair. <laughs> uh, but he, he said he it? said there's a point where he was at craft service, like eating breakfast, mm-hmm. gets his food and just goes sit down. Doesn't look where he's at. Just takes the one open seat and he's just eating. And he said five minutes into him eating, he turned around and realized Denzel was right next to him. Like and had been this entire time. And he just hadn't addressed him at all. But I'm happy to say he said Denzel totally lives up to like the legend that he's a good dude yeah <laughs> let's go see denzel denzel was one of those dudes who i mean he keeps getting robbed with different awards and things like that like i thought he was very good in this movie like i thought he was very good in this movie it has nothing to do with his acting. i think his legacy will always go beyond awards i i hope so but i don't think that sydney portier gets the love and he deserves and respects and he was denzel before denzel so that's what worries me i'm like Mm, like we know it because we're living in it and we're we're a part of it, but it's like Denzel, and I and I don't say this lightly. I don't think I've ever seen Denzel be bad in anything he's done. I've seen Denzel in not great things, but he was always very good at minimum in those things. I mean, I can't think of anything. E- even the movies that I haven't seen of his are ones that I know people only rave about. I think I've only missed six Denzel movies. I think I have homework for myself. Which ones haven't you seen? Um, For sake of making myself not look as bad as you know I am with movies, I'm going to go with the court approach of I do not recall. I mean, you could just type in Denzel movies. Oh, no, I'm looking at them. I know which ones I've missed. <laughs> oh, oh <you're> so- <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to make myself look as bad as I will. <laughs> because i do love denzel and i've just been bad with movies through the years Dude, but, denzel, yeah. but i mean even even the given back like you know the fact that he paid chadwick boseman's you know scholarship and to act yeah right so it's like you know he's always given back to the the love as well which i think i hope that the humanity of denzel lives on beyond just his acting career i would certainly hope that to be the case I believe that he is a better man than he is an actor, and he's probably the greatest actor I've ever seen. Even though I don't I think mean, he's e- the best. even just straight up his children are like genetically good actors, apparently. Yeah, and it's crazy too because I don't even think Denzel is the best actor of our generation, even though I think he's the best actor. I think he's the best actor of our generation based upon his skill set and what he's done. But I don't think he's the best actor of our generation based upon the product that he's in. I think Tom Hanks is the greatest actor of our generation. And 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 to me, Denzel might be third to Daniel Day-Lewis, but he actually might be above Daniel Day-Lewis because he has a lot more work than Daniel Day-Lewis. But like- I, Where, I, where so do you I put would, like a Leo? 
I think Leo's pretty far down the list for me okay. just because I think Leo's been in some of our favorite things, but I don't think Leo's been that great in, in some of our favorite things. I think he just had great character. I don't I think Leo has had great characters. So even when he is just being an okay actor, the character is so dope that it's like, okay, I like this. Yeah, I think I think Hanks and Denzel has this too. It's it's the versatility that mm-hmm. is you know, the, go, to go from Forrest Gump to Castaway to Saving Private Ryan to Big to Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Green Mile, you mm-hmm. know. But then it's like all of a sudden, oh, he's also in animated family movies like Toy Story, Polar. Like he played everyone in the Polar Express. Yeah. Uh, a League of Their Own. You know, yeah. His are his. Uh, he's a different kind of person. His catalog is pretty crazy. Yeah, and I think that that's why I put him slightly above. I prefer. You think you think he gets the acclaim that he deserves? No, I don't think he gets the acclaim he deserves. I I think people are crazy because he's also older. Like he's in his sixties, is it? Sixty-four. Yeah, so like he, I mean, probably on the back nine, like we all are. But like, you want to talk about offspring? Chet is maybe one of the most entertaining people in the world. Chaba Hanks. (laughs) Chaba Hanks. You know what I'm saying? That dude is so funny. That dude is so funny. Dude, listen, I I fully support Shaba Hanks being a wigger because I think that Tom Hanks probably stays up at night like I've done all of this for this. (laughs) When he was at North Northwestern of all schools, Northwestern, and he he remixed Black and Yellow with White and Purple. Yes. (laughs) Tom Hanks is like I got AIDS for this and COVID. (laughs) (laughs) i think that was the moment that people realized how much we love tom hanks in a weird way Mm -hmm. was he was was like like the first celebrity when we were like because it happened i remember it was the same night that the nba shut down Mm -hmm. and they're like oh tom hanks has australia yeah he was in australia with his wife and it was like oh maybe this is like a real thing that we should take seriously because we can't lose tom hanks listen tom hanks catching covid is like when clay thompson tore his achilles it's like like, like, no, we can't lose Clay again, man. And you realize how much you actually love Clay Thompson. You're like, damn, I don't get to see him. You don't again. love things until they're gone. That's for sure. Listen, man, and they and they both the same skin tone, so you know, yeah, maybe there's something there. Yeah, skin tone, not heritage. I don't think. No, Clay, Clay is say that Michael Thompson. I think looks probably a little bit different than. Tom yeah, Hanks Clay, parents. Clay is half black, half white. Tom Hanks is one hundred percent black. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a wrap. We're, <laughs> that, that's I, no, nothing that we say from here on is going to beat that one liner. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That I I think we're going to have to call it there. We've had we've had a good run, uh, and. and that's going to be the kicker. So so now Denzel isn't even the best black actor of our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Denzel, man. <laughs> oh, man, we out. Peace. Somebody pop our day. Hold up. Somebody on their way. Hold up. I would have grown our day. Hold up. Somebody can't relate. Black Panther. Stay down with no bacon. Go up. Top down. I've been racing. Go up. She wild. I'm in dangerous. Go up. My crowd in rotation. Yeah. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? Wait. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? I live on 10. Wait. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? Hold up. Fuck the place 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 up. Fuck up and down. 